Crew Pros, your single source for high-quality, affordable home services. If you are remodeling, repairing, or replacing, Crew Pros are the professionals that can do the job no matter the size. If you are thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bath, needing a new HVAC system, plumbing repairs, flooring, or a complete roof replacement, call Crew Pros. Crew Pros, proud sponsor of the Grizz 901 podcast. Memphis, 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 what up, Grizz Nation, and welcome back to another episode of Grizz 901. I am your host, Daniel Greer, and we are presented by Zach Jaworski State Farm, where they treat you like family. We're coming off a big win, but we can't get to it just quite yet. I want to say make sure you subscribe, rate, review to our show. This show is absolutely blowing up. This is everybody's favorite show. It's because of Nate, right? We'll bring him in a second. But make sure you give us a rate review, whether it's on Apple, Spotify, any podcast. If you're on YouTube, thank you. Check out the chat. Make sure you hit us up with any questions that you might have. This is going to be a blast. The Grizzlies take down the Lakers. So you know we got to get to it. What happened? Hold on. There we go. There we go. Uh, you know he's with me. He's my weekday boo. What's up, Nate? That was much better than the last, like, Leonard Skinner intro or whatever you did. Ted Nugent was what the last one was. <laughs> I appreciate that a lot, man. I think that's good. Uh, real quick, with your Jaw 12 shirt, cheers. Hey, Cheers, brother. A great time. Anytime you get a dub against the La La Land Lakers, it's beautiful. Cheers. Cheers to my father for giving me a great childhood, getting me to like Mike soundtrack as the first CD I had as a child and preparing me for my moment tonight to send out my little Bow Wow memories and get featured on TNT. Yeah, if you you missed it, I'll set you up a little bit. Uh, We had our guy. He was on TNT with his tweet. Go check it out at Mem Grizz Homer. He it was it was just so beautifully put up there, and it was a little bow wow. It was Jaw coming out in the second half. It was nice. Uh, did you see it, or did somebody hit you up to let you know uh, that they saw it? I just happened to turn on TNT to listen to the post game because I love having to hear people say bad things about the Lakers and good things about the Grizzlies. And so I just happened to turn it on and listen to post game when they were going through it and. I, I I was very happy. I was a very happy camper about it. So yeah, absolutely. Yep, no doubt. Um, all right, so our guy, Black Lives Matter, man, hey, thank you, first of all, for skipping Spaces. Uh, I, I would I would imagine that they're on fire right now. We want to give our guys at Spaces Grizzlies a shout-out. Uh, they are always the best. They are always consistent. As soon as the game ends, go check out those guys. But we're going to go ahead and get into the game because the Grizzlies are back, but they're not just back. They're fully back. All right, let's get into the game a little bit. The Grizzlies take down the Lakers at home, 121-109. to First thoughts on the game, Nate? 
I mean, it was not the prettiest game, but it reminded me a lot of the Grizzlies early on in this season, which is what you want to see heading into the playoffs, right? Where they didn't, they sort of played with their food in the mm. first half. And that's obviously not gone well the past couple of weeks. Um, when they've done that, it's usually gone poorly for them. But then when it got into late game situation, second half, they turned it on, pulled away, kept their separation, and got the win which is what they did all through the first half of the yeah. season, right? And especially when they're going on that massive winning streak. And so that's what you want to see. And it's it was good to see that when they cared, they were clearly the superior team. And whereas lately they've cared, but they haven't been able to get the buckets or the stops. And tonight they got both. So, yeah. Also, Jaws freaking awesome. <laughs> what do you mean? What are my thoughts on the game? Yeah. Now that that, that 28 that. and a quarter. That's it. And before we get there, let's back it up a little bit. Go back to the first half. Uh, Just being completely transparent. I missed the entire first half and I try to do my due diligence to go back. I had my kids uh, basketball game. Uh, We tipped at six. By the time you go get some dinner at the arches, my wife's out of town. It's just me and the kiddos. Like I'm trying just to survive. I'm getting kids showered. Uh, Thankfully they don't have to shave yet, but shower and they go to bed like we're just trying to make it over here, right? And so the Arches did us good. I catch the third quarter and on. But the Grizzlies down 3 points at halftime. Give us a synopsis of the first half. Like what is the reason that the Grizzlies are down 3? I know AD played well, right? He he was really the only one that really played well for them, but all around it was a is a decent game. Uh, but if you look at the first half numbers, Austin Reeves had 15 in the first and Lonnie Walker 10. Let's go over here to Anthony Davis, eight points. He did dominate on the re- uh, rebounding at 10 at half. But uh, what was the reason for the deficit in the first half? Man, it was it was a care factor. There was just And when I say care factor, you can put up a lot of things. Rebounding was huge. I mean, they were destroying the Grizzlies on the boards in the first half. Um, and then they really turned it on in the second half. And obviously, Ja going for 28 in the third is very yeah. conducive to a good second half. But also, they kept the rebounding deficit. I think they may have cut down on the rebounding deficit at the end as they were down by double digits in rebounding, and they ended up only getting beat by nine on the board. So they actually beat the Lakers on the boards in the second half. So the care factor came in. They Mm. were much more disciplined on defense. They were flying around the court. They You could just tell they picked up the energy. They put their foot on the gas. Um, They settled a lot. In that first half, you know, they settled for a lot of threes. I don't know how many threes they took in the second half. It had to be half at most of what they took in the first half. Um, They get back to their game. They just asserted their will in the second half, really. Yeah. So what I'm seeing over here in the comments, uh, I didn't want to put it up too much, but it was pretty much Ja just didn't look his best, right? And um, he wasn't playing well, uh, but it was the tell of two halves as three to Hardaway. First first of all, thank you for, for hanging out with us. A good podcast. If you want to hear and see them, uh, go over to Three to Hardaway. They are always good and some of the best, especially local. uh, Support the local people here. Uh, We're doing it because we love it, and they're they're good at it too. So (laughs) I don't want to ever say don't because they are good, and I want to support our people. But but the Grizzlies were down eleven rebounds, eleven rebounds at the half. They ended up winning the 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 second half by two. Obviously, nine, uh, still the deficit in rebounding overall, but cutting that and then obviously going up by two uh, on the rebounding numbers is, is very good. Um, so the Grizzlies are down, right, by by three at half. 
uh, and then they end up winning the game by 12. It was 12, right? It was 12 that went off. He ended up with 39. In the first half, he had six, six, 33 points in the second half, 28 in the third quarter. What was uh, favorite jaw moment? Only jaw, nobody else. Favorite jaw moment there in the, in the second half, mainly the third quarter. Did you have one? Or is it just everything? It's just one of those where he was just popping off. I think there was one he had. He hit. Who was it? He hit Hachimura with the the Hezzy dribble and mm. just went it. And that was that was the moment. I mean, he was well long and yeah points at that point in the quarter. But that was the point where you were like, oh, he's got it. Yeah, he's got he's it. in his bag. You know? Yeah, because he's it's been lately. It's been one of those things where he's not making the shots he normally makes. Right, he gets that floater in the mid range. Doesn't necessarily have it. He's been blowing a few layups that are super, I mean, high degree of difficulty, right? Yeah. And But we're used to him making those high degree of difficulty shots. And so you sort of wonder, okay, is he going to actually have it tonight on that? And this was the first night when he, when he made that move on Rui. I was like, oh, yeah, he's he's got it. Yeah. He's got it big time tonight. Well, mine was when he was, um, I guess, messing around with, with AD. And he went down and did a, a dribble through uh, with AD, got on the, uh, the short corner, and like kind of backed him down a little bit, tried to do a little bit of okie doke, what I want to call it, okie doke. Um, and then finally, like just got over to the other side and, and a little flip through. Uh, and I think uh, I was watching the TNT uh, broadcast, and because I always like to see what other people are saying about us, and so I was watching that. And uh, whoever is on there, I, I don't even, I don't even know who is on it. Iron Eagle tonight. All right, I like Iron Eagle. Okay, the so goat. that's probably why. Who was he with? Was he with Grant Hill? I don't know who it was, but I was that's why I turned on Pete and Brev. Was whoever the whoever the other guy was. Well I most of us it. most of us listen to Pete Brev and I and I've and I prefer them over everybody else, but I was listening over there to Ian Eagle, uh, and he was uh he called him uh it was it was just a surgeon like Jim Jackson. Who is Jim Jackson? Jim Jackson. I don't know. They kept throwing it to Jaron and I was like, Who 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 is on the sideline report? Who's Jaron? I don't know who that was either. Uh, like I said, I was a little bit late, but he, he, uh, he hit him with the ball. Don't lie at some point, and I go, Mm-mm. dude. <laughs> he lie. hit him with a cross and sauce for Austin Reeves. I loved it. Um, NBA journeyman Jim Jackson is. An eagle said he goes with the cross and sauce because he crossed him and then he dished it off. Oh, I, listen, everything Ian says is. Great. I'm I'm here for that. I don't it listen. Was it was against us. It was for the, the lonely white, the, the little white boy out there that was trying. Uh, you know what? I'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll take it for Austin Reeves, but, um, but it, it was funny. I liked it, but yeah. So when he was doing his, uh, he was surgeon like that, that was my favorite moment for job, but let's go get the Jaron. I would imagine we're pretty unanimous in a sense. What was it for Jaron that you loved the most? <laughs> there's, no, there's no question about it. I really liked that one rebound. Bro, come on. What are we talking about? It was the like, rebound. It might be when he just firmly planted his nuts on the back of AD's head and hammered what could easily be the dunk of the year on that yeah. putback. I mean, talk about the perfect storm. Poor AD. My Not God, only he was in a bad wrong spot. place, wrong time yeah. with a perfect bounce off the rim. He also had a teammate not box out to make that happen. Poor, yep. poor, poor, poor guy trying to carry it without LeBron out there. <laughs> Worked out for us. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like it was, that was one of the moments just like, God bless. Like I, I felt bad for AD because he's, he's obviously he's dominating. He was the only reason that they were in the game in a sense. Like Lonnie Walker had a good game, 21 points. Um, and then Austin Reeves, two points entirely in the second half. So that was wow. obviously yeah, a turning factor. Um, but 28 overall for AD and 19 rebounds. Like what do you have? Five block shots. Like, Anthony Davis being that Anthony Davis is a top five player in the league. He just is. The only problem is he's always injured or he needs somebody else to help him. I don't know if that's to fault of the front office. We're not giving him anybody else or if it's just like he doesn't play well with others. I don't know what it is. I'm not here to judge. It's Listen, not, that's not my job. Here's the problem. You had Le GM on that Le, team. Le GM. And it just and it was a debacle. And so now I think they actually have a decent roster. I don't think they have enough to win it because in the past this roster wins with LeBron James on the team. We've seen LeBron do a lot more with a lot less in the past. That Cavs team that yeah, but he was younger the finals, but lost against the Warriors was the greatest feat of his career. They lost. I think they only won one, maybe two games in the series. Still, they had nobody outside of him and Kevin Love. But exactly, your point exactly, He's young. he was younger. He can't yeah. do what he used to do anymore. AD, he had 28 and 19. There's not much more you want from him. The problem is you have Austin Reeves, who I thought had a pretty good game. He had, he had a good first half. Whereas right. four turnovers. Lonnie Walker, who was second in scoring, three turnovers. Dennis Schroeder, six turnovers. The guys who had the ball in their hands were throwing it all over the place. It's just a team yeah. that doesn't function as a team. You know, LeBron needs to be there for them to do what they need to do, and AD needs to be there for them to dominate when they want to do that. So, well, you got look look at this team though how they're currently constructed. Let's just go down the roster real quick. We're talking about Troy Brown, Troy Brown Jr. Okay, Jared Vanderbilt just got there. Anthony Davis, who obviously. He he's never been able to really lead as the main head guy. He 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 was okay in New Orleans, but he couldn't. You know, he's obviously injured, and so that's part of it, right? So I don't want to take anything Hold too up. much away from him. What? Hold up. I AD can be the best player on a championship team. I agree, but he can't stay healthy enough for that to okay. happen. Okay. Well, what, but what I heard you saying was AD can't seem to do it on his own. He hasn't. Well, here's the thing. Nobody does it on their own anymore. So when I hear that, I'm thinking you're saying, when I hear that, that's the equivalent of, in my mind, you saying Giannis can't do it on his own. It's like, well, no, duh. Giannis can't do it on his own. He's never made the playoffs as the best player on his team. The Pelicans never made the playoffs with him on there? Are you certain of that? Uh, No, I'm not. So don't judge me. Uh, Black Lives Matter. Help us out. Look it up while I go. Look it up while I go. All right. We're so not real quick, have the AD slander because he went for twenty eight and nineteen. I am not he's slandering awesome. him. He's awesome, but I'm looking at the roster around him. It's like, what would you expect anybody to do with that roster? Giannis no, isn't winning no. that roster. I'm just making sure we're not going shade at AD because he was awesome that night. He dominated. No, I agree. But back to back to my point. For I was rudely interrupted. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, he, he thing. was on there. But two, two of the uh, starters right now, Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt, just got there literally two weeks ago. Austin Reeves, he's fine, right? Rui Hachimura got there a week before them, I believe. Lonnie Walker has been a very good player for them this season. 
But you're talking about Wendon Gabriel, Max Christie on the team, Davon Reed, Mo Bamba. Like, those players, a lot of them just got there. So they have no chemistry. That's what you're that that's the reason you have all those turnovers. 26 tonight for the Los Angeles Lakers. That is a biggest thing. Is 26 rebounds is just astronomical. Yeah, and well, and I'm actually of the mind, and this is why you know you see a bunch of Lakers saying, "Oh, well, they had LeBron was out," which is super impactful. No one's going to say otherwise. I also think the Grizzlies bring a different intensity to the first half if LeBron plays, mm. but that's neither here nor there. When I see them say, "Oh, we didn't have D'Lo tonight," I'm like. Yeah, that sucked for us. You didn't have D'Lo tonight because I don't know if anyone watched the playoffs. D'Lo, he is a – I think he is a great scorer. He can be a great player in the NBA. I'm yet to see him be a winning player. He just doesn't Mm -hmm. make winning decisions. It's the same thing as when Cat was cooking us last year in the playoffs. We get that game closed and D'Lo sits there and takes his – fade away with Dylan draped all over him instead of giving it to cat. Who's being guarded by like Xavier Tillman (laughs) and the paint, right? It's like, I just, I'm unmoved by D'Angelo Russell. I just am (laughs) D'Lo does D'Lo doesn't move me. And so he could prove me wrong. He's, he is an absolute bucket. He can make winning plays. He doesn't choose to make winning plays. And I don't foresee him meshing well with LeBron in clutch playoff scenarios. But maybe I'm he, a crazy person for that. But I don't think I'm a crazy person for that. I think I'm looking what, at a large sample size. What he is for this team though is he's a knockdown three point shooter. And that's what's good and that's really what they need a little bit more of is somebody who can knock down a three point shot. Anywhere he's ever been, he's he's had the ball in his hands a lot. But he's he's the guy that probably on a team like this with LeBron, if they were all healthy, obviously, they're able to facilitate through to LeBron more than they are through uh, D'Angelo Russell. But but either way, the Grizzlies win a big game overall. And you know if we're saying anything, and I think this is what we can all agree on, the team is fantastic, and we are a very good team and somebody to reckon with, honestly. Throughout the playoffs, throughout the rest of the year, um, and so thank you, thank you for that uh, that that comment you put up there. Uh, volcano, the sweet volcano, or <laughs> sorry, volcano, the sweat, volcano, the sweat. Sorry, it always gets me every time. Um, good name. All right, so real quick, the Grizzlies kind of looking at the uh, the standings a little bit. Um, I will say that. What are your thoughts, first of all, for the Grizzlies being in second place? Do you do you think that they are pretty much locked into second? Locked? No. I mean, things could go – you could have a couple games bounce against you and a couple games bounce for the Kings, and that get, puts you in third. I think they are – they should be favored for that second seed by a lot. I mean, it's it would be hard for me to see them giving it up, but I – can't not see it right so i'm not gonna say they're locked but i'll say that i fully expect them to come out with that two seed yeah they're pretty much a lock the only team that can take that away from them is the sacramento kings who do hold the tiebreaker for the second place um for the for that uh the series between memphis and sacramento uh so yeah so for some reason they do tie sacramento grabs the tiebreaker there uh i think they have the head-to-head is what it is so uh besides that phoenix is what five games back with 20 ish remaining. I think they have 2021 remaining, 
they would have to go 15 and six. I don't see Phoenix doing that. I don't see the Grizzlies going 12 and 12 or whatever the, the rest of the way. So with the Grizzlies just going 500, that would mean that these teams have to completely play out of their mind to catch the Grizzlies. If they play better than that, then obviously this is a lot. I think the Grizzlies are going to play 600 uh, basketball at this point. Heading into the playoffs, I think they will rest some guys, but at that point, I think the uh, it's going to be all but locked up uh, because the Grizzlies have one of the easiest schedules. Sacramento has one of the hardest, and I think that's how the whole game is going to go. But um, let's talk a little bit about what you were talking about earlier and the care factor. So explain a little bit of what you were talking about with the Grizzlies kind of caring because obviously it was a tale of first half. So the first half, they looked like they were kind of out of it, didn't care. They looked like they were on national TV. Let's just be honest. Second half, when I started watching, they were starting to care more. And honestly, maybe I sent somebody a text. I don't know. You can't prove it. No, and you neither can you. But <laughs> oh, they, um, they, it's just when you can tell they're like, all right, let's lock in, right? It, it's as simple as, okay, on defense, we're going to rotate. We're going to pay attention, right? It's not like they're just out there doing nothing in the first half. It's just, okay, here's the, oh, my guy got caught or I got caught sleeping. My guy had a back cut type thing, right? In the second half, that didn't happen. In the first half, it happened a lot. And they're crashing the boards, right? You saw I put out a tweet about Desmond Bain making all these winning plays in the closing minutes. I don't think he got a bucket in that fourth quarter. He might have, and I just missed it. I don't think he did. He's out there jumping over AD for rebounds. He's stripping Jared Vanderbilt to get uh, get the ball back after he got a rebound. It's little things like that. It's the hustle plays. Mm. They made all those plays in the second half, and I thought the, La- the Lakers easily made all the hustle plays in the first half. And I think what's encouraging, because obviously if you tune in as a fan, especially on a national TV game, you want to see your team showing out for all four quarters, a full 48. What is encouraging, and I mentioned this at the beginning of the pod, that's what the Grizz were doing when they were going on this streak, yeah, right? They were, it was. They were kind of dilly-dallying. They do all right. They do okay. And then in the second half, they turn it up, and they just put these teams away. And they would not blow these teams out all the time. But they create separation, and they keep it the entire second half. That's what happened in that third quarter. They created separation, and they kept it. And you still have the worries, right? I mean, it was one of those things where they started turning up the turn up the heat, but then so did the Lakers. And then the Lakers were able to keep up and get all these points, and they were able to keep up. And you're like, okay, maybe the Lakers were able to find it at the same time. That's a worry. But in general, being able to see them, hey, we're gonna we're gonna put this team away and then do it. Great. Love to see it. Yeah, Bain had four points in the fourth quarter, and so obviously, like you, to your point, there wasn't much of him doing uh, of anything there. But uh, the fact that the Grizzlies just kind of they kind of pulled away right there in the third quarter, uh, but it really wasn't so much like they still had a lot to do. Like they were up by nine points there in the third quarter, but they still had a long way to go. But the fact that they outscored them by another three, uh, I believe, in the fourth, uh, yeah, twenty-eight to twenty-five. The Grizzlies, they played well defensively all night. And that second quarter, the the Lakers had 27. Third quarter, the the Lakers had 35. But when you're scoring 47 points for the Grizzlies there in the third quarter, you're going to give up a little bit more points just from being back and forth, up and down. 
uh, very rarely are you able to hold a team uh, to a, a low score when you're when you're scoring 47 points. That's just that's just the nature of the beast. But uh, the Grizzlies, 86 points in the paint, 86 to the Lakers, 48. Uh, second chance points is pretty much even at 12 and 13. Um, the fast break points, Grizzlies had 33 to the Lakers, 15. Uh, and then there were, you know, 14 lead changes. So it was a little bit back and forth, especially uh, probably earlier on. Uh, but the the Grizzlies, they they just kind of, you know, put them away a little bit. Uh, what was the, I read you a tweet, and I don't know what's going on with my camera tonight. Like I'm I'm like falling over. Uh, but I read you a tweet earlier. What was that tweet? Do you remember the the number I told you of that? Twenty six to six. Twenty six to six on the uh, the turnovers was was huge. Uh, there's also another one that I read to you. Let's see if I can find it real quick. Sorry about that. I don't know what you're talking about. This is called live. Uh, oh, the Mavs. I want to know how bad my Mavs fans are sweating. Here it is. I got- the, the Memphis Grizzlies scored a franchise record 41 points off of turnovers tonight. So f- they've scored 41 off of the 26 turnovers. That is, th- that's huge, right? Because not only are you forcing turnovers, not, not only are, is the other team a little frustrated by your defense, but you're actually like capitalizing on that. And so 41 points off of 26 turnovers is a big number. Uh, and so I think the care factor is is really there, and I think it's important for the Grizzlies, especially going down the stretch. Uh, a lot of fans do talk about uh, seeing the team that seems like they don't care sometimes, and I think that's because they're young, and they kind of just let the game come to them in a sense. Uh, they don't try to force anything too much, but you just want to see that the loose ball of the player going after it. You want to see, honestly, a, a big rebound fighting for the ball, and sometimes you don't see that because, you know, they're more of a team that kind of lets it come to them. It's not as much of the grit and grind as it might seem. Yes, they score in the paint a lot. That's just because John Morant is a bad dude. That's why. Uh, and so it's a different style of basketball. So uh, it's not that they don't care. It's just, you know, they kind of let the game. It's a free flow. It's, games come to them a little bit. Uh, but go, yeah, go ahead on that. 82-game season. Second right. youngest team in the NBA now, or third? I think they're the second youngest team now that Danny's gone. 82 games, they're awesome. They know they're awesome. It's just not going to be there every night, right? That what The hope is that they learned their lesson last year, and it's their come playoffs. I assume it would be. But it's just not going to be there every night, right? And yeah. the, the problem is, okay, what happens when it, you get into the playoffs and all of a sudden you've been nonchalant in these late-game situations and you haven't – executed are you gonna be able to execute then but i'm not worried about it i'm not nearly as worried as our friends in dallas should be they should be very very worried because y'all couldn't defend a turtle at this point turtle speaking of the uh the mavericks 122 to 124 versus the pacers the pacers getting a big win on the road um <laughs> yeah <Woo-hoo. laughs> real quick um you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna save this for later. Um, I, I'm gonna go ahead and we're gonna talk about a little bit more about Taylor Jenkins before uh, before we break real quick uh, to um, our ad and our bigger sponsor here. Uh, but I also want to talk about somebody being eliminated from the playoffs, and so we'll oh, get God. back to that real quick. But before we get there, uh, I want to talk about uh, Zach Jaworski insurance. 
they are our presenting sponsor, and they're the team that honestly that that I trust personally, and that if you need any insurance, whether it be automobile, home, whatever you might actually need. Life insurance is big right now. Give them a call, 901-794-3691. You can find a, uh, get a free quote over at ZachInsuresMemphis.com, and that's Z-A-C-H, ZachInsuresMemphis.com. Uh, we're hoping to do some cool things. Uh, there's obviously going to be a lot more eyeballs on us, as we all know, uh, heading down towards the playoffs. Uh, the numbers always tick up a little bit, um, and usually they kind of, skyrocket during the playoffs and so we're going to try to do some different things for you whether it be ads or whether it be videos uh i'm working on something right now that is um pretty special it's gonna be really cool um i have not told a soul about it i'm not even told nate about it uh but it could be really cool to make us look a little bit more uh presentable make us look a little bit better and so we're trying new things we're trying uh different things within our audio uh we're doing it tonight uh and so we're hoping that our audio sounds good uh whether you're hearing this on the podcast or whether you're hearing this on youtube uh for joining us thank you uh, i appreciate that uh and so if there's if you have any qu- uh, questions or anything hit us up in the chat if you're hearing this on podcast uh thank you for tuning in as well our podcast has actually started blowing up um already before we even get close in within 20 less games like we're already starting to hit numbers that we never hit last year and so uh, I want to say thank you to everybody. Uh, it has all kind of been a lot of fun. And so these post-game shows will continuously happen. We are going to be live tomorrow night. Uh, my wife's out of town, so she can't say no at this point. And so I'm not sure <laughs> well, if... <laughs> and mine's over here singing Cotton Eye Joe. That rhymed. Hey! <laughs> I'm not sure if Nate's joining us yet. I haven't even asked him about tomorrow night. Uh, but... For context, <laughs> but, she was singing Cotton Eye Joe earlier. Yeah, I, the same thing as so. Yes, she's she's <laughs> she came in uh, here recently. She was singing. Uh, what was the song she was singing when she walked in the door? I don't know. We're gonna stick with Cotton Eye Joe. I'm gonna get in trouble for saying Cotton Eye Joe in the first place. So let's just move along. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't even know. Yeah, sure. Um, all right. So yeah, we will be here tomorrow night against the uh, the Rockets, and so we'll break down another post game show, and then that'll be the last one, I believe, for the week. Um, I'm not even sure the schedule real fast. Um, they oh, we're into March now. Uh, Nuggets on Friday. I will not be doing a show. My wife actually gets back in town, so it'll be nice to see her again. Sunday Clippers, we're going to take off that one again. But from then on, Lakers on 3-7, it is on like Donkey Kong from then on out. I think we're uh, we're less than 20 games at that point, and we're pretty much hitting on almost every game except for a few. So make sure you tune in to, uh, to that because we will be here on your post-game shows for sure. Uh, and let's go ahead and get into a little bit of Taylor Jenkins. A lot of people have criticized Taylor Jenkins over – uh, the course of the season, obviously, Nate, uh, you can hear a lot about, honestly, you can hear on our podcast network of everybody uh, that has not been exactly thrilled with him. There's a few things that I don't love, but Nate, you brought up a, a topic and you brought, honestly, this topic up, but something you want to talk about uh, with Taylor going into uh, tonight and what you kind of saw for him. Yeah, I mean, I've been clear, I think, in the past shows we've done, especially recently, I think they need to do more non-jaw stuff while jaws on the court and that's not saying to not include him in the offense because i think any possession where he doesn't touch the ball there might mean to be two possessions while he's on the court that that happens right other than that you need him touch the ball but getting some more movement going getting some more off ball stuff going i've all that to say i've been clear there's some things i think taylor could experiment with and i wish he would experiment with 
That being said, tonight, actually our guy over at Three the Hardaway, uh, Savage, was talking about um, talking about uh, the, the Dylan. He's, I think he sent out Dylan had not been on the court in a while, and so I went and looked at minutes, and he was by far the least amount of minutes from the starting the starting five tonight. And then meanwhile, you got Jaron playing thirty two minutes. X, who is not a name you would want to normally see on there, but he's been playing exceptionally well the past three games. 33 he, minutes, Ja, 34 minutes, Bain, 30 minutes. Yeah, Xavier Tillman played the, the second most minutes of, on the court. Mm-hmm. And earned every last bit of them. Uh, but you just see th- him going away from Dylan, and I actually think Dylan's played pretty well, played within himself as of late. I mean, we want to see that shot start to fall more, but um, as far as what he's been doing, I think he's been taking a lot less shots, and he has been playing very solid defense. Tonight's not the kind of night that Dylan's the type of defender you want, right? Dylan's the type of defender you want on a star player with a ball in his hands. It's a Zion, Steph, um, even a Giannis type of player. But you see these guys, uh, Devin Booker, you want him guarding those guys. Tonight they don't have that, right? It's AD. And you were playing a lot of team defense on AD. Jaron was able to guard AD a little bit tonight. There's no star player for Dylan to go guard, right? Dennis Schroeder is the guy he, he was matched <laughs> up against. And it's like, that doesn't that doesn't work for you, right? And if that's the case, then just play team defense. Leave Jaron on the floor to be the free safety like he loves to play. And then let everybody else come in that can provide more offense. And Taylor did that tonight, Dylan, with only 27 minutes tonight. So I thought you saw a lot of adjustment there. Um, Brandon Clark came in, played some spot minutes, but only played 15 because it didn't really fit him very well. Um, even Tyus, only 14 minutes tonight because you brought Ja and you brought Jaron in to get a win you needed to get. So I just want to say shout out to Taylor because those are not his normal rotations. That's not normally the way he plays guys, and he's doing it. And I think that's something the fan base needs to give him credit for, myself included, because we've been asking for it. And so if you see it, give credit where credit is due because he's absolutely did it tonight. Yeah, Taylor went with, you know, obviously four guys, right? He went with Jaron X, DB, and Ja Morant, and not the DB at Bain. We'll we'll make it clear. Uh, Pretty much down the stretch, but he was mainly relying on them, but still 26 minutes, you know, five less than most of the starters and Dylan Brooks. Um, Dylan just has not been consistent. He was 2-11 tonight, 2-6 from three. And he's not really doing anything else. And I, I'm I'm curious what Dylan brings to the team if he's not able to score. I know he is a defensive pest. I know he's a defensive stopper. But, like, I don't know if he is going to be really a key contributor for this team moving forward. And I don't want to get too far down the road. This is not where I'm going. But I'm curious if he can't figure out this role, I think what he's what he's doing right now is great for the team. Okay, he's being a defensive stopper. He's being the guy who's doing all the dirty work, and you have to have a player like that. But if he can't score, if he can't be an a, a semi efficient player, and he's never been able to, I don't know what the future is for Dylan. I just don't know. I, I'm curious how they address that in the offseason, that is way down the road. I don't even want to discuss it too much. But I just want to kind of have that thought process, all right? We're not going to discuss it, but I want to have that thought process of I'm curious what decisions they make with him because he has not 
tried he has not fit in that role yet he's trying he is he's he's doing his best but he's just not fitting into that role just yet what they're going to do is sign him and they're going to get him at a good price that's and that you know what and that's perfectly fine i'm fine if it's a good price but who knows what that price is and let me say one thing as to why we won't go way down the rabbit hole with it thank you tonight he was two for 11 two for six from three but the night before he was five for nine and three for nine if he's exactly. only taking nine shots and yeah. he's playing solid defense, you're going to pay him like a player who does that, right. and he's going to do that for you. That's the role. He didn't have to be mega efficient if he's only taking eight, nine shots a night, and he's playing solid defense. There you yeah. go. That's all you need. Listen, I'm fine with that. If he if he stays in that lane, I'm perfectly fine. The only problem is, is, is he gets a little carried away sometimes, and I'm curious of what that does for this team because he, he is he's the fourth option. Honestly, he just is. He's a fourth option, and sometimes he's not even the fourth option, right? He's just the guy who they kick it out to at last second, kind of a uh, – they throw him the grenade, and he kind of just does something with it. But, uh, but yeah, shout-out to Taylor Jenkins. He, he's he's trying some things, and he's and he's going to go down the stretch a little bit. I think he's going to rely on his main guys a little bit more, especially when you need them, and I think that's very important. It's very important to this team, but mostly it's very important to the fan base. They care. They care a whole awful lot. Um, all right, real quick. Um, I want to get into something that's kind of funny. Is the king eliminated? No. <laughs> the answer is no. He I is. will say He's done the, Lakers, the Lakers absolutely haven't. It's an outside shot of making the playoffs. Like, I... I would not feel good about their chances of making the playoffs, but they, uh, they're only a game back from 10th. And if you're looking at who's in 10th, it's the Pelicans. They are horrible. horrible. It's not been a fun ride down in the Bayou. So it's, is he, is he eliminated? No, is I wouldn't put him as a favorite to get in. So I don't think Minnesota is going to drop off all that much. And then you have Portland ahead of them who are beating – what are they beating the late? Almost 20 they're up on the Warriors right now with Dane playing Sheesh. some of the best basketball I've ever seen them play, which is saying something. Yeah, I would not put my money on them to make it. But um, completely out of it, no. <laughs> my money's on them. My money's on L.A. being uh, sent home early with no playoff picks. <laughs> wow. But no first hey, round pick. A little bit on that. So I think that majority, like, so the top six are in, right? And um, seventh is Dallas, right? They're, they're in. I have no worry about them. Uh, Minnesota, I don't even say I worry about them. I, I think that they'll make the play in, for example, right? They'll if be one of the about four. Not being worried about the play in, I'm with you. Yeah. So they're going to be in the play in. Dallas in the play in, Minnesota in the play in. So the other the other teams that I think this all comes down to, and this is important for the Grizzlies for the simple fact that the Grizzlies are going to have to play one of these teams. And so Utah, they are the eight seed. Obviously, we we want them to to go and be the seventh seed, right, and win the game, and then go play the Grizzlies. That'd be great. But Utah is eventually going to fall at some point. I would imagine New Orleans has played horrible down the stretch. Horrible. Zion, what is going on with him? Nobody knows. Portland is hot right now, but that doesn't mean that they're going to be hot in the playoffs. So they could potentially move up into that spot, and then you have the Lakers. But you also have OKC. At what point does it turn for Oklahoma City? 
to where they say, we're going to go for the play-in because we have so many picks at this point. What is a few extra spots in the uh, in the draft? Who knows? They are such a wild card. But I just want people to understand, this is going to be a race that comes down to the very end. This isn't about LeBron James oh, yeah. and the Lakers, right? I think this comes down to the very end. Um, I just love dancing on their grave, if at all possible, on the Lakers. But... <laughs> I will say that Portland and Lake and the Lakers are the two of the better teams, I would say, especially the ones out on the outside, but two of the best teams, they are probably scarier to face in both of those than New Orleans, Minnesota, and Utah. But New Orleans trumps all of them if they get Zion back and they can figure out how to make things work. But there's so many questions around the West that this is going to be a lot of fun going down the stretch. Yeah, and there's what's going to be really fun is the Jazz play the Lakers in two of the last four games of the season. Ooh. That will be fun because fun I that bet I, it could easily be Utah versus L.A. for that last play-in spot. And if you're the Jazz, you've had such a happy-go-lucky season, you go for that, right? You're trying to make the play-in at this point. You've had too much of an unexpectedly good season. And if you're the Lakers, you got LeBron James, Anthony Davis. There's you, you're going for it. You you're never out of it if those two guys are on the court, right? So that could be a lot of fun. That could be a lot of fun coming down to it. But what would be hilarious if it's like Portland and OKC make it in, and <laughs> and Minnesota and Le, and the Lakers miss. That's that an ideal awesome. world just for me having a good time. Is Utah, Oklahoma City, and Portland all make it in? Because that would be just fun for me. I would enjoy that. I would enjoy the misery of other people at that point. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, awesome. All right, let's get into the uh, predictions and we'll get out of here. And so we're going to break down the next three games. We're heading into March. March Madness. Speaking of March Madness, real fast, uh, we have one of our guys uh, with free basketball, and he's also a co-host here. Uh, he just ended his season with coaching, and so wrapping up the final, the bow on that one. Um I think they made it farther than he ever expected to. So that's kind of the, the hesitation of him being on and why they haven't been around with free basketball for the basketball weeks. They've been in tournaments. But um, he is very much a uh, college basketball dude. Like he breaks down the brackets. And so what we're going to do is if everybody wants to hear a little bit more of a breakdown of the, the brackets, we're going to have a few shows of him. They're going to be very limited, but – they're going to be the first week as soon as uh, Selection Sunday. I think it's the 12th, I believe he said. Uh, so we're going to have on Sunday the 12th, we're going to have a live uh, post, kind of a post-game show of that, uh, breaking down a little bit of the bracket. So we'll kind of come live here, break down a little bit of what we see, uh, matchups we see. Uh, but then we're going to have uh, two other podcasts following that on Monday and Tuesday before uh, the games even get really started. And so if you are, a, fa- uh, 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 I guess, an NCAA college basketball junkie uh, like I am and a lot of most other people. We're going to try to have fun with it, but we're also going to break down a little bit of uh, the betting stuff of teams to look for, uh, but also teams that have potential to win the championship. And so if you like all that, just make sure you tune in after uh, or after Selection Sunday that night. Uh, but then uh, the Monday and Tuesday, we're going to have other podcasts there. But uh, let's predict a little bit, uh, not of March Madness, because I obviously suck at that. And um, I usually go Homer and never win money but let's go to the next three games um and so we're going to we're going to be here tomorrow night and so but i want to i want to hit on oh 
man, I really don't want to do this, but let's, you know what? Let's save the Nuggets and the Clippers to, to another time, but let's talk about the Rockets a little bit. Predictions on that game in general. I don't want to get too far ahead of us. I mean, it's got to be a win. I think it's a convincing win. I think they win by double digits, close to 20, 20 plus points. It's, if not, I'll be disappointed. I won't be disappointed if they, I'll be disappointed if it's a close game. I will. And if they lose, I'll be pissed. I mean, that's a game you really need to come out and win. Doesn't matter. It's on the second night of a back to back. You need to come out and like really have your foot on the gas in the first half. This shouldn't be a toying with your food type game, but. You know, we'll see. It's an easy game to not take seriously. Going to Houston, I'm sure it'll be on a plane tonight. Back to back. Team Job play? sucks. Huh? There's 12 play? Yeah, I think he plays. Okay. Um, Damian Lillard just went off for 71 points. Is Job going for 72? No. <laughs> Second night of a back to back against the Your face Rockets. on that. Are you effing? Well, I was me? I was just thinking about this, right? Because I was thinking about so I, was, I was looking at Jaws box score. Well, I think this is something that we need to take into account as Grizz fans because we want to see our guy, our all star, our awesome player go get 70, 80 points. I just don't think Jaws is not that player. He's not that kind of player, exactly. Like you need to be the guy who is just making jump shot after jump shot. Right. You know, and you ever play pickup? with a guy and it's like you you double triple team and it doesn't matter it's yep. going in that's the kind of night you need to have and that's not jaw's game it's attacking high flying at the rim super aggressive we don't want a game where jaw has the opportunity to go for 100 points because that's a hundred times for him for him to scare the heck out of us <laughs> that he's about to freaking come down weird on a knee so um the answer is no i don't expect jaw to ever go for 80 whatever points but um maybe he'll push 60 70 at some point but tomorrow night's not going to be the night if it yeah. is the night i'll be so mad that means he had to play a four f- full quarters <laughs> like i don't want to see true. that i don't want to see that happen tomorrow night yeah i, I think that i think they take care of business the uh, the rockets are not interested in winning at all and the grizzlies have enough young players that they they can actually play Right. And they can, you know, make sure they if they do get up big, you put in maybe some of these younger players in and they can kind of hold on to it. Uh, I think that's going to be very important for this team. Um, But I I think I think it would be a good chance for the Grizzlies to get up early by half, come out in the third quarter, play a good six, eight minutes, call tonight. Right. Uh, But real quick on the Grizzlies schedule. um, This is it's laughable to me. Okay. And the only reason I laugh at this and kind of in my in my own mind, the Grizzlies, they play the Nuggets on ESPN on Friday. Sunday, they play the Clippers on ESPN. On Tuesday, they play the Lakers on TNT. On Thursday, they play the Warriors on TNT. And then if you skip a game, the Mavericks, they play another the back-to-back and with a day of rest in between the Mavericks on the road on ESPN. So literally you're about to go down a stretch where the Grizzlies are going to be on national TV. The first 13 days, five of the first 13 days of March. How crazy is that? As a fan, how crazy is that? It's awesome. 
And I know with the whole discourse around, oh, Grizz on national TV, it gives us a chance to be awesome on national TV. There's nowhere to go but up, right? It's like after the yeah. first half tonight, you can only go up. Thank God. What did you say? For some reason, it just cut out your. I was trying to play the out music, but go ahead. Yeah, well, what did you say on that? You just completely screwed that up. I was Sorry. saying I know what the discourse around national TV is with the Grizzlies needing, like, sucking on national TV. Nowhere to go but up, baby. <laughs> Nowhere to go but up. Especially after the first half tonight. I was like, thank God the second half was nationally televised because that first half uh, sucked. So it's a chance to get right on national TV. There's a lot yeah. of chances to get right on national TV. So. It'll be fun, man. It's cool. It's a new era in Memphis Grizzlies basketball. It very much is a new era. Uh, and so we're going to go ahead and get out of here because it has been a fun night. But you know what? We're going to be back here tomorrow night. Uh, and so we'll be bringing you a little bit after the Rockets. But we want to have this on a back-to-back once during the week. But two, it's right before we get into the long stretch of games, right before we get into the nationally televised games that are back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. It's going to be so awesome. Uh, that 12 hoodie is just sick. I love it. It's awesome. And even my pasty self can pull it off. So that's how you know it's good. If I can pull it off, anyone can. So shout out like to 12. It. Great gear. Shout, shout out 12. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our, uh, our YouTube channel. We're trying to make sure we get that kind of head in the right direction. Obviously, uh, our goal is to have at least 100 subscribers. We started it literally a couple months ago, and so it hasn't been long. Uh, we're already uh, over the 60s mark, I believe. Uh, but go ahead and let's hit it the uh, the 100 mark before we even get to the playoffs. That way we're in the playoffs. Maybe we double it up and go crazy. So um, It's been a lot of fun, though. This has been a blast for me personally. Uh, it gives us a chance to kind of chat with our uh, any fans that we have, but also Grizzlies fans uh, in general because um, you know we're all in this the same thing. We're all trying to have fun and trying to um, just kind of will our team on to win. And that's really the most fun is when we actually come together and just kind of have a blast. But, uh, but that's all we have. Make sure you give us a follow if you can. Subscribe, rate, review as we always say. But most importantly, be nice and tell your friends. <laughs>